Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's January 17th, it is 2024. We have a nine-game NBA slate to talk about here on today's podcast, joined by my good buddy, Mr. Keith Eiser, Eiser819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Uh, no no football midweek here, so focused on the NBA. Had an ugly three-game slate on Tuesday night, so excited to break down a, a nice little nine-gamer here. Uh, in the association value looking tough but hopefully something will open up by uh by tip off here yeah fox is going bonkers grayson allen is shooting lights <laughs> out against the the kings i talked about it on yesterday's podcast about how bad the kings have been just defending the three-point line and like true shooting percentage opponent they're like 24th and like grayson allen's making them pay for it of all people grayson allen right. like Kevin Durant is one for four from the field, and Grayson Allen is six for eight from three-point line um, at halftime in that game. It's like, that makes everybody so much had, sense. Everybody had Grayson to lead the Suns in scoring tonight, right? All right <laughs> listen, I need I need Beal to get it to get it going here. Um, I was telling Keith I talked about betting, you know, Philadelphia on the podcast yesterday with all the Denver guys. It looked like Denver was going to rest their starters. That didn't happen, but hey, they covered, which is always nice. Um, so we'll see how the rest of the day kind of um, shapes up here. I need um, I need Russell Westbrook. He's he was like a guy that I ended up good good little good little chunk on his point rebound assist prop here. So um, need that to get going. I need Bradley Beal to hit his point prop. It would be a good night. If those things happen. So um, enough talking about. Tuesday slate, like you said, three-game slate. That's past us. We got a really interesting nine-game slate here 
on today's Wednesday's slate. So let's jump in, have some fun. We get started. Minnesota at Detroit, 221 total. Minnesota is a 12-point favorite in this one. Edwards is questionable. And then on the Detroit side, Cunningham and Morris remain out. Let's start with Minnesota. Edwards would matter a ton. Carl Anthony Towns is a completely different player when Edwards is on and off the floor. What are your thoughts here on Minnesota? Yeah, awesome matchup against Detroit. One one of the worst defenses in the league. Edwards has been playing through this Q tag, though. Um, I think he's been listed questionable at least the last two and played through it. So expect him to go here. Um, If he misses, then, yeah, Towns is one of the best plays on the slate at just 7,700. Assuming everybody in here, I think it's Edwards that I want to play for the ceiling, looking for the ceiling type. A little worried about the blowout here with the 12-point spread. Um, but certainly if, if Detroit can keep this game close, I think Edwards could have a monster game. Gobert's been playing really well, 7,100. I think you have to have interest here. Uh, Detroit is terrible on the interior protecting the rim. I think Gobert could have a, a big game here, especially with rebounds. Um don't have a ton of interest outside of those three. Nas Reed's price is up. Conley doesn't have much of a ceiling. So, like, really, if, if Edwards is in, it's just it's Edwards and Gobert for me, really. You can take some shots on Towns. His ceiling is just a little bit limited uh, with Ant playing. Yeah, I mean, so I don't love Towns on this slate. I think this is a good Gobert spot. Um, so I think I'd prefer Gobert, unless Edwards sits. If Edwards is out, I think it's cat all the way as usage goes through the roof uh, when Edwards yeah. is off the floor. Like you said, Edwards has kind of been playing um, with this like left knee injury that he's he's dealt with. If he if if Edwards ends up playing in this game, I definitely don't mind taking shots on him at 8300 against Detroit. The problem, like you said, is the game just potentially not staying close. Good point guard spot. Mike Conley's not a high usage point guard. I don't have Yahoo and FanDuel pricing up ahead of in head of front of me. Um, if he has a, a decent price tag that you can kind of take advantage, he has a really solid floor. Um, it's just like you, his, his ceiling's kind of capped at about 35 points. Going to the Detroit side, uh, I mean, now we're looking at a Detroit team that has been priced accordingly with Cunningham out. They get a really tough Minnesota defense. Uh, anything jumping off the page to you here for Detroit? Yeah, tough tough spot for Detroit. Minnesota's been awesome on the defensive end this season. Um, Boyan questionable. Def- actually, he's probable. So he's probable. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. There's not even not even injury situations here. They're adding uh, Gallinari and Muscala as well from Washington. It's still really pending though. Are, I thought they said they were going to play today. Oh, um, okay. I might maybe I misread that. I saw they're in Detroit for sure. So, yeah, it looks like they're going to be listed questionable, but I don't really expect them to be in the rotation anyway, honestly. Um, I think it's a boost. Like, Knox has been playing a ton of minutes. He hasn't been doing anything with them. Alec Burks has been the guy who's shooting the ball a ton here. I think he hangs on to that role. If I was going to play anybody here, it's probably Alec Burks and just hope that he goes off for 30 points and keeps this game close. Like, if I'm playing Ant Edwards on the other side, I want a Detroit piece because you need somebody to go off to keep the game close. As as odd as it is to say, I think that guy's Alec Burks. Star Thompson should have a role now with Livers moved in that trade. Um, we saw him play 30, I guess it was 27 minutes in the, in the, in the last game with Livers out. Maybe Gallinari steps into a role for, instead of Thompson, but I don't think so. Like, what, what do Gallinari and Muscala have to prove? 
I think like you, you, they have to just keep looking at Thompson. They're waiting for that offense to come around. Maybe it never will. It's a really tough rebounding spot for him as well, and that's usually how he gets there. But he's only forty four hundred. He's going to be out there for upper twenties minutes. I don't hate him, but nothing to get real excited about here on the Detroit side, honestly. Yeah, I think it was just more of moving Bagley Bagley's contract more than anything else. Um, and yeah, and they got a couple of picks for it too. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's more of what it was, if anything else. And like honestly, I don't mind the Burks call. I love the Thompson call. Um, I think Thompson's really interesting in tournaments. And of all people, I think Kevin Knox is interesting in tournaments. Um, ever since like this trade has happened, he's played 35 and 33 minutes. He's going to be a guy getting big minutes with Cunningham out. It's just whether or not like he's shooting well. If he's shooting well, he's getting to the free throw line. He's a guy that can get rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. So of all people, Kevin Knox, um, I, I think, is somewhat playable here for Detroit. More, more like you said, though, I, I think I'm – Really kind of focusing on Detroit if I'm taking shots on like Edwards or Cat or Gobert type plays. San Antonio at Boston, 238.5 total. Boston's a 17.5 point favorite in this game. Bassey and Collins out for San Antonio. Drew, Porzingis, and White all questionable here for Boston. Seems like a good spot if those guys are really banged up um, to give them a day. Let's start here with San Antonio. Um, Still, I mean... We should note, like, last time out, Wimby played 27 minutes. You know, he's been very strict on this, like, 23 to 25-minute little bit extra run. He was having a really fantastic game. Um, the game was staying somewhat close. I don't know if I expect 27 minutes a night from Wimby. He's 8,700. You know, the price tag is definitely reflecting a matchup with the Celtics. What are we doing here with San Antonio? He just keeps smashing in, like, 25 minutes. <laughs> like. Like he keeps putting up 50 fantasy points every single night and he's not playing over like 26 minutes. Like the last game was the first time he's done that in a really long time. So I'm with you. I think you can only expect like 24, 25 minutes out of him, but that doesn't mean 50 fantasy points is out of the question. And at 8,700, like that's playable. I, I mean, he's definitely unique and probably the best fantasy point producer that we're ever going to see in our lifetime. You would love to be able to get 30 minutes out of him. I don't think that's happening, but I like the 50 point thing just keeps keeps on happening. Tough matchup against Boston. I think you would like to see Boston rest some guys to lower that spread a little bit because the blowout risk is certainly real. Although Wemby could still still play 24 minutes in a blowout because like it's I don't know like if they if the game's getting away from him, they probably just run him out there for his last shift before they wave the white flag and put all the, the scrubs in. So I still think he plays 24 minutes even in a, in a blowout. Wemby's really my only target here. Um, and it, like it's a tough click knowing you're only getting mid-20s minutes out of him, but he's shown off that he still has a ceiling, even in a tough matchup against Boston. I think Barlow is someone you could take some shots on at his price. Um, he's a 17 to 22 minute guy. Seems like he gets a little bit more run in blowouts. So I think Barlow with Collins out is someone you could take some shots on. Um, that's really it for me. I'm with you on Wimby. Um, I mean, like if you're playing Vassell and Keldon Johnson, just make sure you're not playing them together. Um, they kind of cap each other. Trey Jones, he has a ceiling game every once in a while, but he has to shoot he has to shoot lights out and keep shooting for Trey Jones to get there because he's not a guy that has a high usage rate. 
Boston side of this game, I mean, it's tough here because if Porzingis, White, and Holiday all end up sitting in this game, Boston becomes so much more interesting because maybe the game stays closer and the value guys you know are going to get minutes. Because like if Drew and White sit, Pritchard's the best play on the slate. He's 4K going up against San Antonio. Not necessarily going to be the first guy off the floor in a blowout. Um, and, and then like even a guy like Banton probably plays a good amount of minutes here at 3K, um, blowout or not. So this slate is definitely going to be dictated by whether or not Porzingis, White, and Holiday play. Luckily, it's a 7.30 game, and we should get this news pretty early. Yeah, you definitely have to keep an eye on the, the injury news here. Um, I think I want to play blowout guys anyway. Um, guys like Pritchard, Hauser, Brissett even. Um, Cornette maybe gets a little bit of, a little bit of extra run. Assuming that we don't get a ton of value opening up and Luca's questionable, we'll get to that. But like if if there's if we're lacking value, I'm totally fine playing the blowout angle for Boston. Um, especially if guys like Porzingis and Holiday play in white, like you can probably just schedule the blowout. Uh Boston's one of the best teams in the NBA, and San Antonio, let's face it, is one of the worst. Um, so guys like Pritchard and Hauser, I think, are still in play, uh, even if the questionable questionable guys do play. If they all sit and Pritchard grabs a start here, I agree with you. Like he he should be locked in, even if there's uh, a blowout in that situation. He probably doesn't. He's not the first one off the floor by any means. So I'm, I'm looking at the value spots here. I don't know that there's enough run for Tatum or Brown to get there. We'll see what happens with the questionable questionable guys. But Pritchard, Hauser, Brissett, Cornette, guys like that, Banton, even like I think you can definitely take shots on on the cheap stuff. I'd also be very careful on Jalen Brown. I know he's not on the injury report here for this game, but he hyperextended his knee over the weekend, missed, um, I think, Monday's game. I think he'd be very – I mean, if they're blowing San Antonio out, you're probably looking at, like, the 26 to 28-minute instead of, like, the 33 to 35-minute Jalen Brown. I think he'd be one of the first guys off the court in a blowout because of the knee. Um, so just kind of be careful with this game overall. If everybody plays – I mean, I I love the blowout angle. I always love Jason Tatum in a spot where, I mean, he should crush in this matchup. Um, just a game that I hate to say, I hate predicting blowouts, but this game shouldn't be remotely close. In Boston, San Antonio's bad. Boston's a good team. This game shouldn't stay close. Miami at Toronto, 228 total here. Miami, a one and a half point favorite. Kevin Love and Jaquez out for Miami. Hodel, Porter out, Trent questionable for Toronto. Let's start with Miami. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Miami doesn't play around, man. If they say their guys are good. They're going to play. Played 40 minutes in his return after missing. Oh, it was almost like two weeks, right? A little over two weeks. Um, yep. No minute worry there. <laughs> Bam expensive. He's 9K. Hero kind of priced up as well with Butler back. Uh, what are we looking at here for Miami? Yeah, Miami's always a tough team for me. Like, I don't like playing Jimmy Butler. I think I prefer him over Bam just for the savings, uh, but I'm not excited about clicking him. I think he's probably locked in for at least 36 minutes in a close game. I just I, I worry about the ceiling. I know he was really good in that first game, um, but we just, like, the usage hasn't been there this season for the most part with Bam on the floor and Hero back now as well. So I'm a little worried about Jimmy's ceiling. Um a guy like Caleb Martin should have a pretty solid role here without Hawkes. 
saw him play a bunch of minutes in that last one, 34 minutes for Caleb Martin. He had been kind of living in that mid twenties range and Hawkes was a guy playing upper thirties. Um, but with Hawkes out, I think Martin is playable. I don't have a ton of interest outside of that. Jovic has not had a role with Highsmith back. I mean, he has a role, but not, not enough to want to target him for, for upside and GPPs. So I think a guy like Caleb Martin in the mid range, uh, Butler would be my, my favorite spend up on the heat here. Yeah. I don't mind Butler. Um, Highsmith had been starting there for a while. And then the other night against Brooklyn went back to the bench. So I think if Highsmith starts, you could play him, but I mean, with Butler back, I don't see Highsmith starting, um, even with Jacquez out. So, I think Butler's the play or hero. I, I mean, I always think Tyler hero is in play just because like he's a guy that when he's hot, will put up 10 plus threes. And if he's hitting them, you're looking at, you know, anywhere from 15 to 21 points just on threes. And then like, if he can fill in some rebounds and assists and stuff like that. So I don't ever hate taking shots on Tyler hero. It's like Duncan Robinson. Those two guys, when they get hot here on the heat, <laughs> what a name, the heat. Uh, Toronto side, I don't know. I'm not good with jokes. I'm dad joke central <laughs> over here. Um, we got to see like Gary Trent is an illness. So like you never know what those night before um, he could wake up feeling better tomorrow. Um, but, you know, we should continue to see guys like Jonte Porter get some minutes. Um, Thad Young continue to get some minutes here, but they're kind of really spreading these guys out. I think like if you're attacking Toronto, you're probably looking at like Siakam or uh, RJ Barrett has been a guy that's just, you know, nice usage here with this new team. Scotty Barnes, I make fun of his rebounding. He goes out and grabs 13 rebounds against Boston the other night. Um, <laughs> what are your <laughs> thoughts here on the Raptors? Yeah. I mean, since a trade, like you have to pay attention to what's happening with this team. Like the addition of Barrett and quickly has really limited the ceiling of of Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. So I don't think I'm going up there. I would rather live with the cheaper guys like RJ Barrett. I love that call. Uh, I think he's my favorite play here. I don't mind quickly, but he's a little bit more expensive than Barrett. Um, a guy like Schroeder has been playing big minutes off the bench. He's not been producing a ton, but at 5,500, if he's going to see upper twenties minutes, I think Schroeder's in play. The center situation has been, been tough. Like dad's been drawing the start, but not playing a ton of minutes. Um, one of those was foul trouble related. Uh, Porter got a ton of run in that game. I think if I'm just targeting one of these big men, it'd be Porter just for the upside and hope that he runs in to a few extra minutes. It's not a great spot with Bam on the other side and his price is now coming up a little bit. He's 4,300, but I mean, I still have to think he has more upside than Thad Young. Um, so Porter over Young, if I'm chasing a cheap big man, uh, RJ Barrett, the top player for me overall. Really like this role that Barrett and like the price is is just not reflecting like his his like ceiling his ceiling with this team is like forty five to fifty five ish points and like that's a that's a good ceiling for sixty six hundred. Hate the matchup. Miami plays slow. They play good defense. They allow I think like the second most like shot attempts per game. But I think that you could take some shots on Barrett still at this price point. Orlando at Atlanta, 233.5 total here. Atlanta, three-point favorite. Harris and Franz Wagner out for Orlando. Hunter and Matthews out for Atlanta. Let's start with my magic. Paulo's price has been tough to, to swallow here in certain matchups, but now we're getting a huge uptick in pace. This should be a very fast-paced game. I think he's on triple-double watch in this one. 
Yeah, this is an awesome spot for Paulo. A nice price decrease as well. He's been living up in the 9Ks, down to 8,800, and this is the best matchup he's had in a while. Uh, he's been down over the last couple of games, but like you look at his matchups, Knicks, Thunder, Heat, and Timberwolves. Like Those are four of the best teams in, in the entire NBA at defense. So, And he was absolutely smashing without Franz before that. I love this spot for Paulo Bancaro. I think he's one of the top plays on the slate. I don't think I can like touch anything on this Magic team outside of that, especially with Wendell Carter back. Like, like you can't play Goga or Mo Wagner. Like the the minutes are going to be all over the place. Um, if I was targeting something cheap here, it's probably Caleb Houston, who's been playing pretty decent for them. Um, there's definitely risk there, as he can kind of disappear, as we saw in that last game. But he has a couple of spikes games since since he's uh, jumped into the starting lineup. But it, it's Paulo here. That's basically my main target. Yeah, I think that if you're running 150, you could throw like a little bit of exposure to like Okiki. They've been closing with him a lot um, in like the fourth and the second, like the second quarter and fourth quarter. He's been starting and then like sitting a large portion of the second and third, fourth quarter, but like he's still closing and they like his defense. They like his scoring. So I think like if, in large field tournament stuff, you could potentially take some shots on like Okiki. Cole Anthony was having a terrible game against the Knicks the other night and just went absolutely bonkers in the fourth quarter. I think he scored like 20 of his 30 fantasy points in the fourth quarter. So uh, just it's it's really tough outside of Paulo because the minutes are so spread out. And like everyone's starting to get healthy. I know they're still without Franz and Harris, but like now Fultz is back. Jonathan Isaac's back playing minutes. Just too many. And Joe Ingles is back too. Like so... Yep. Too many mouths to feed here for Orlando. Um, in a close game against the Knicks the other night, they I think they ended up playing, I think, nine guys. It might have been ten guys. So really tough to play a team that's that deep right now. Uh, Atlanta side of this game, though, the price for Jalen Johnson is something that I'm always interested in because this guy, he just shows so much ceiling on a nightly basis. So, like, he's getting into that territory where until he's, like, over, like, 8K, we're probably taking shots on him in tournaments every night. Tough matchup, but you got to love the production that this kid has right now. Yeah, I mean, he's been incredible. He's shown more ceiling than DeJounte Murray here recently. So, And Murray's $400 more expensive. So I, I love that Jalen Johnson call. You can certainly play Trey Young for ceiling. I don't love this spot for him. Orlando's been really solid on the defensive end, but Trey Trey Hick can find a ceiling in any spot. Um, I don't think I'm going to Capella or or even a Kongwu in this spot. Um, like they they should be out there. They just they haven't been doing the crossover thing as much, so the minutes are kind of capped again. Um, I don't have a ton of interest in Bogdanovich or Bay in this spot a tough matchup against the magic. So I, I think it's just Trey and, and Johnson for me. That's really it for me as well. Um, like too many minutes spread out between Okongu and Capella. Like I, they're so unplayable right now. Cause they're just splitting time. And I, I mean like Garrison Matthews is getting minutes now. Like there's too many people that they're trying to get minutes. It's like these two teams mirror each other. They're playing too many people. Um, this is when like you really love that like play in bat like play in tournament that we were we were getting because the rotations were tightened up and that's why we love the playoffs and playoff basketball so much because it's just so much better <laughs> when it comes to rotations. 
Milwaukee at Cleveland, 236 total here. Milwaukee a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Their injury report is clean here night before. Garland out, Levert questionable for Cleveland, and Mobley out still as well. Start with the Bucks. Healthy team going into Cleveland should be a good competitive basketball game. What do we like here for Milwaukee? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough spot with the matchup against Cleveland. Everybody healthy. The, everyone's just kind of priced where they should be. Uh, it's that's not to say that Giannis can't have a ceiling game or Dane pops off for 40 actual points. Like these guys certainly have ceiling. I just don't know how much I'm chasing it on a nine game slate in a tough matchup. Um, like Middleton's minutes have been back up there in the the thirties. I think he's playable at 7,600, but not necessarily a primary target. Um, yeah, I mean, I think just given the prices, Dame is probably the guy I would look to here at 8,600 to try to find the ceiling. Of course, Giannis is is always in play, but 11K, I'm just not sure how often I'm I'm going all the way up top of the salary range. So, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Not excited about anybody, really. Dame would be the guy if I'm if I'm looking for a ceiling here. I think, like, if, if you're playing a bunch of teams, I think you got to get some exposure to Giannis just because, like, it feels like this is the type of game he would get up for and have one of those like big triple double type games. So, but outside of that, like Middleton's price, I know he's had some good games here recently. I hate the price tag for Middleton. Bobby Portis is someone that I love to play from Milwaukee, but like his price is caught up to the production and like it's 5,800 now. He still has like 45 plus point upside, but it's just tough. Cause like Crowder's back and Crowder's going to play what do we think he plays 15, 20 minutes here coming back from injury. Um, so like that's going to eat into some minutes as well. So I, I think it's Giannis for me. I don't mind Dame. I never mind play, taking shots on Dame, but I think this is a better matchup for Giannis. I, I'd like the discount you get for Dame though. On the Cleveland side, it's really tough not to have interest in Mitchell on the slate, especially if Levert ends up sitting. Um, Point guards have just absolutely crushed this team. He put up 61 fantasy points, scored 34 actual points against Milwaukee earlier this season. Might fly under the radar a little bit. Nine-game slate. He's not cheap. Um, what are your thoughts on this Cleveland team? Yeah, I love the Donovan Mitchell call. If he's if he's low, one of the low-owned studs, I will definitely be well over the field on him. I think this is a, a great matchup here against Milwaukee. Like you said, I've struggled against point guards all season long. Um, and on top of that, Jared Allen's price tag is is out of control. I know he's been awesome recently. Um, 8,100, I just I struggle to pay that. Uh, with Giannis on the other side, Brooke Lopez is a, a decent interior defender. Like, Don't think this is a Jared Allen spot for me, so love the Mitchell call. Should play upper 30s minutes in a close game. He definitely has massive ceiling here. Anything beyond that, I think I need Levert out. I think if Levert does sit, you could take shots on Sam Merrill, um, the price tag at, at 4600 A guy who's been shooting the ball a ton off the bench. Um, I, I don't mind him. 
I think Max Struess would, would play a ton of minutes if Le, Levert wasn't available as well. Don't love the price tag at 6,100, but I mean, if he's going to play 38 minutes in this spot, I think he's playable. Um, that's really about it. Um, fade on Allen, overweight on Donovan Mitchell. What's crazy, I looked before the podcast and Mitchell's like point prop is 33 and a half. Like oh, wow. there's no, yeah, big there's no secret um, for like how, how good of a spot this is for Mitchell. So like, if you're curious, just like how the sports books are already looking at Mitchell, like they're looking at this spot as we're making sure you're not getting a freebie. Um, so I love that kind of stuff when you're like digging into research and you're like, all right, this is an amazing spot, high usage point guard against Milwaukee. And then you're like, all right, well, yeah, sometimes they're sleeping. <laughs> not a secret. Not sleeping on this one. Um, so, yeah. I mean, definitely interested in Mitchell and Allen. If Levert sits, I don't – I think it would be Sam Merrill for me. I think that's who I would take my shots on. Yep. All right, Houston at New York, 218.5 total. We've had all these high total games. Got to get back to New York here. Um, Four-point favorite here for the Knicks. Bullock, questionable. Eason out for Houston. Brunson, Hart, questionable for New York. Mitch Rob still out. We'll talk about that Knicks situation here in just a second. But let's start with Houston. What are we looking at here on the Rockets? I mean, Sengun is the guy I'm always chasing for a ceiling. It's a, a really tough matchup here. The Knicks have been incredible on defense since adding adding OG Ananobi. I mean, that's kind of – that's why they made the trade is to improve their defense. And it looks like it's working. So really tough spot for Houston. Uh, Shangun's the guy I'd, I'd be chasing ceiling on. Um, like Van Vliet, that's a, a tough spot for Van Vliet, I think. Jabari Smith has played well. 6K, like, I don't know. I, I don't hate it, but probably not a like a primary target for me. I think if I was looking for a secondary piece on Houston here, I'd go down to Cam Whitmore at 4,500. With Tari Easton out, he's kind of stepped into that role as the spark plug off the bench. We've seen him be really productive. The minutes aren't necessarily secure, but he's played upwards of 28 minutes here. Like he could also play 15 or 16 in the spot, um, but you know he's going to be productive in the time that he's out there. He's he's almost doing exactly what Eason was doing for this team. Uh, so at 4,500, I, I don't mind some shots on Whitmore. Yeah, I like the Whitmore call. Um, Dylan Brooks first came back against Boston 25 minutes, 31 minutes last time out. I think. We kind of expect Dylan Brooks to play 30-plus minutes in this game. He's another guy that, like, you're really relying on him scoring, uh, but I don't mind, you know, taking some shots on him. Jalen Green is all over the place. In large field tournaments, you can always take shots on Jalen Green, uh, but I'm with you on Sengun. He's always the guy that I'm targeting here. Slow-paced game, though. Good defense. Like, like overall, slow pace, good defense both sides. Not, like, necessarily the greatest spot. If Jalen Brunson sits, it could potentially be a little bit of a bump for Jalen Green. Um, let's talk about this Knicks team. Brunson news, Josh Hart news matters. Um, if these guys were to sit here in this game, it would be big time for, you know, I think it'd be a big time for Randall. I think it'd be big time for OG. We could see Miles McBride play big minutes. He's already kind of been playing big minutes lately. Um, it was it was with Jalen Brunson out, right? Like Miles McBride would just yep. continue to crush with Jalen Brunson out. So, fifty three hundred is not enough. Um, you know, for what we're seeing from him, talk to me here about the Knicks. Yeah, McBride has stepped in to, uh, for Brunson the last two games and and played really well. Minutes are up there. We know Tibbs 
loves to run the guys he trusts out there. 36 minutes and 38 minutes for McBride uh, while starting for Brunson the last two games. So completely agree, 5,300, not enough if Brunson sits here. Um, if we get Brunson and Hart out, I think you can look even deeper here for some value. Like DiVincenzo should have really safe minutes in that spot. His price tag is up there quite a bit. Uh, Ananobi is going to play upper 30s minutes if there's no heart, I would think. Um, he might even play 40 in this spot, honestly, and should see a usage bump as well. Like Achua is interesting to me in that spot if Hart was sitting, but honestly, they've only been running him behind Hartenstein as just the backup five. They haven't really been playing Achua at the four much at all. So I like maybe a guy like Quentin Grimes gets a boost in that spot. Uh, but I agree, like the hard stuff matters as well because he's been been playing big minutes. Um, somebody would have to get elevated in that spot. And and like I said, maybe it's just DiVincenzo and, and Aninobi play 40 minutes in this spot. But pay attention to that news. The Brunson news matters. It's, it's really easy. Just plug in McBride. If Brunson is out, if Hart's out, I think it gets even more interesting here. But a slow-paced game, like if there's no injury news, I don't have a ton of interest in this Knicks side. Um like Randall's playable, his usage has been insane since the trade. Uh, up around 34% was the number last time I looked at it. So he's always playable in any matchup now that um, R.J. Barrett's out of town. But I don't have a ton of interest overall uh, if, if everybody plays here. Yeah, if we get some, I mean, if, if Brunson and Hart sit, like you said, McBride, I think DiVincenzo would be my second favorite um, if Hart were, were to sit. Because, like, you think the minutes would go... OG, I just don't know how much more he can play minutes-wise. I mean, he's pushing 40 minutes a night right now. So I think DiVincenzo would be someone that maybe ends up in the like 35 to 40-minute role um, if Hart ends up missing this game. I don't – the Knicks, you know, as much as we dog on the Knicks, they, they have tight rotations and they play their guys a ton of minutes. So, I mean, always a team you could target. If everyone's healthy in this game, probably staying away from the game in general. Charlotte at New Orleans, taking on the Pelicans. 229.5 total here. Pelicans, 12.5 point favorite. Hayward out. Williams out. McGowan's Miller and Nick Lakina out are questionable for Charlotte. And then Ryan remains out for New Orleans. Let's start here with Charlotte. Uh, any interest here in the Hornets? Yeah, I mean, LaMelo back. The prices are starting to adjust, though. Uh, Terry Rozier is down to 7,500. He still has room for ceiling, even playing next to LaMelo. LaMelo helps shut up, set up his shot, honestly. We just saw that in the last game. He scored 26 points against a tough Miami defense. Uh, so now that the price tag is coming down, I think Rogier is playable. LaMelo is the ceiling guy. I don't necessarily love this matchup for the Hornets, um, but I do love the other side of this, so I'm probably looking for a couple of runbacks here. Uh, with Rogier getting the price decrease, I think that's my first look over LaMelo, even though I do think LaMelo has a little bit higher ceiling. Um, but the savings is nice down to Rogier. Bridges should continue to play huge minutes. I don't love him as much with LaMelo back here. I, I just don't think there's enough usage for him to see what he was seeing. Um, so those are the three I'm, I'm really looking at. Brandon Miller should be back for this game as well, I believe. Um, we'll see what the starting lineup looks like it's possible martin keeps starting and miller comes off the bench i think miller is more playable if he's off the bench rather than playing next to the ball in rogier and bridges um so just keep an eye on the starting lineup for maybe potentially playing a guy like brandon miller but really i think rogier at the, that price point is my favorite player yeah with mcgowan's and miller both questionable um if they both end up sitting i, I think like overall <sighs> 
my my still my two main targets continue on the Charlotte side are going to be Rozier and Ball. I mean, these guys combined for 47 shot attempts the other night. Like they're your high usage guys. You know, we're still gonna see Bridges get up shots as well, but Bridges is a guy that his his price is probably right around where it should be. So I think you want to attack Ball and Rozier more than anything else in this one. Cheap pieces would all depend on like who's in, who's out. Um, just overall, I do think PJ Washington's price is somewhat interesting, but like his usage is going to be really low. Um, so you just worry about that. Going to the other side, the New Orleans side. One of my favorite plays on this entire slate is Valanciunas. If this game remotely stays close, Valanciunas is going to smash on this slate. You know, the minutes always concerning with Nance. I know Nance eats into his minutes. I get it. But if this game stays close, I think Valanciunas is a guy double-double for sure, type upside, you know, in the 40-50 range. Yeah, Valanciunas is a really tough one for me. Um, If you guarantee me he was going to play 26 minutes, there is no guarantee. I would lock button him (laughs) if I could get 26 minutes out of him. Yeah, but that the potential that he plays twenty one minutes is always there, and it it's so frustrating um, because I agree with you. It's an awesome spot for him. Love targeting bigs against Charlotte. Lamelo back. Charlotte plays at one of the fastest paces in the in the NBA with Lamelo on the floor. So I want to target this Pelicans team, and it's a tough team to target uh, for Valanciunas. For Zion, he's not playing a ton of minutes either. Like, if you could give me 34, 35 Zion minutes, I'd have a ton of interest in this spot in Zion Williamson. But if he's going to play 30, 32, it's a little bit harder to pay that price tag. I think my favorite target is CJ McCollum. Um, it, and it's this is a little bit dependent upon the lineup for Charlotte. Um, if they start Ball, Rogier, and Brandon Miller, like, who's going to guard CJ McCollum? Like, Ball and Rogier are terrible defenders. Miller's not spectacular. I think they almost have to start Cody Martin in this spot to guard the ball. If they don't, I'm playing a ton of CJ McCollum. I can tell you that Um, 7,900 it's tough with Ingram and Zion on the floor to, to find the ceiling. But I think this is a spot with in a pace up game that, that McCollum could really get off. So it's, it's CJ over Valanchunas slightly. I I love the the matchup for Valanchunas. I'm totally with you there. Ingram hasn't shown much of a ceiling lately. Zion's not playing the minutes. So while I love those guys and think they have ability to smash in this spot, I think I'm looking to McCollum and Valanciunas first. I like the McCollum call. Um, I'm with you on Zion. Like if we knew Zion was going to play 35 minutes in this spot, I'm in. Yeah. You know, but I mean, his minutes are all over the place right now. A little bit more consistency recently, but I mean, gosh, the minutes Drive me crazy. And, like, if you are a little bit worried about this game getting out of hand, Larry Nance, like, 20-plus minutes in this spot. Like, Charlotte is one of the worst, if not the worst, team at defending the bigs this season. So, And this is not even – I say this season. For, like, the last four or five seasons. Right. So, um, I mean, I think Larry Nance in large field tournaments is someone you could roll the dice on because he can get you, like, 30. Like, what are we looking at at 4,700? I mean, 30, 35 would be fantastic. So – um, another person that you could potentially take some shots on Valanciunas, man, like you said, though, if he gets the minutes in this spot, I mean, he get give like last time out against Dallas, that game was a little weird. It, it went really small um, just in general. Derek Lively, I think only played like 25 minutes in that game as well. It went, that game just went small and 
you know, Valanciunas ended up getting only 19 minutes. He had some foul trouble as well. Um, so just not fun stuff. But yeah, I'm, if I'm you... worried they play PJ Washington a lot in the spot and Richards and not Richards, and that might take Valanciunas off the floor. You think Nance and, like pairs up better with Washington? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's a little little bit concerning. I but I mean, what are we looking at for Valanciunas projected ownership in the morning first run five percent? I, I mean, mean, if he's five percent, I'll be triple that minimum. Yeah, I just he's not there. a guy that people are going to play. You know, and, and it's uncomfortable, but like you play him for the ceiling, you play him for that spot of you know getting getting that run, that extra upside that you're looking for. All right, moving on. We got Dallas Adelaide taking on the Lakers here. 239 and a half total. Lakers, a two and a half point favorite. Luca questionable. Exum out. LeBron questionable. Reddish and Vincent remain out. Uh, we'll start with Luca and this Dallas team. First of all, you know, he's missed the last three games. He's dealing with an ankle sprain. You know, the games that he's missed here recently, we've seen 23, 17, and 20 shot attempts from Tim Hardaway Jr. He's played at least 39 minutes in three straight games, has a 24 actual points in three straight games, and he's gone over 50 fantasy points in two or three games. I know don't have to overthink this one. If Luca's out, you're playing some Tim Hardaway, and you're playing Kyrie. Uh, I mean, you could play them together. Outside of those two guys, I mean, I think I just want to play those two guys. I, I think I can be picky on a nine-game slate. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Um, like, if we don't have Luca news by lock, make sure you're at least building heavy with Irving and Hardaway Jr. anyway, uh, or you're saving plenty of roster spots to be able to swap into Kyrie and, and THJ because they are absolute smash plays if Luca sits. Um, I don't know if I'm playing. If Luca's in, I don't think I'm targeting him necessarily um, after missing a couple of games possible that he's fine and he comes back and plays 38 minutes in this spot but nine game slate 10 nine price tag I don't I don't think that I need to target that all that much um so I'd, I'd be more interested in, in this Dallas side if he sits and I agree it's it's Kyrie it's Hardaway um with Jones back it makes like finding a cheaper piece here even tougher uh Maxi Kleba has just recently returned just another guy to eat up some minutes um he was up to 19 minutes and he's 3,500. I still like, he just doesn't have a ceiling, not targeting that with lively back and Powell's not playable anymore. So yeah, I agree with you. Like it's, it's just Kyrie and Hardaway. Um, and they're two of the best plays on the slate if Lucas sits. So make sure that you're keeping your options open. If we don't get that news at, uh, at or before lock. If Luca plays, play some Luca, right? I mean, I think that, I think you could still take some shots on Kyrie. In this spot, like the minutes have just been fantastic for Kyrie lately. Even when Luca was playing next to him, you know, they eased him back a little bit to start the month in January 32, 29, 29. But since then, the last five games for Kyrie, he's played at least 30 minutes. Like, you know, at this price point, yeah, we liked him in the 8K range, but like he's still 9,300. 9,300 getting Kyrie 38 minutes. He's a guy that can get 10 assists. He can get five, six rebounds and score 35 actual points. So I think even with Luca playing, Kyrie's in play. Um, but if he's out, Kyrie's one of my favorite, if not my favorite play on the entire slate. Lakers side of this one, Reddish remains out. Like I said, we assume at this point that Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to be playing most games. Um, 
who's gonna stop AD in this spot? I mean, this should be AD should eat, but I mean, we've watched, we've seen this like twice already this season where Dallas and the Lakers have played, and he really hasn't. The first game he had a really bad game. The second game he put up like fifty-five fantasy points. Um, what are we doing here with the Lakers? Yeah, um, the reason I'm I've been a little bit down on on Giannis and Luca is because AD is the guy I want to spend up for if I'm going up. I think this is an awesome spot for him. He's been playing so many minutes this year. Like you can just lock in 38, 39 minutes, and if any game is close, that that gives him an en- enormous ceiling. At 10K in a matchup with Dallas, who, like you said, who's going to stop him? It's not going to, like, Lively and and uh, Powell are going to have no prayer against Anthony Davis in this spot. So AD is my favorite spend up on, on the entire slate. I put Donovan Mitchell in that conversation as well, but AD is the top guy for me over Giannis and Luka. Um, I'd, like, Reeves is, is tough to play now that he's starting, and, like, he just doesn't have the same type of usage as he was seeing off the bench. Um, I, I think it's just AD. Like You can play some LeBron, certainly, but I, I prefer AD, and they're close enough in price. Like It's it's a pretty clear decision for me on this slate. It's going to be that way for me all season, um, just in general. Like If they're going to be this close in price, I'm going to play AD over LeBron 10 out of 10 times. And, it just, and it's nothing. Like, I think LeBron's one of the best, if not the best player we've ever seen in the NBA. But I mean, where's the ceiling? Like AD is the guy that like his ceiling is massive. He can go out and get five blocks. He can go out and get 15 rebounds and 35 actual points. Like, so I just think overall, like AD ceiling is going to be higher than LeBron's on a nightly basis. Um, we finish out the slate with a fantastic game. Golden State at Utah, 243 and a half total here. Utah, five point favorite. Oh, how the times have turned with Utah being a five point favorite. <laughs> Um, Moody, Paul, Peyton out. Let's talk Golden State here first. Um, Draymond's back. He played 24 minutes in his return against Memphis. I assume we see him maybe up to three to five minutes in this spot. Um, what are we doing with the Warriors? (laughs) Great matchup, great game. They have not been playing great. They have not been playing great. Um, Green back limits the upside for guys like Sarich, like and Looney's like not even you can't even consider him. Uh, been playing less than twenty minutes here recently. Trace Jackson Davis is is still hanging around the rotation as well. So, like outside of Steph, it's really hard for me to cl- want to click anybody here. Um, Steph being under nine K, I think he is in play. I know he's been struggling this season; hasn't quite been shooting it as as well as the greatest shooter of all time that he is. Uh, but at 8,500, a great matchup against Utah. And Utah has been playing a lot better here recently. They still struggle on the defensive end though. So Steph at 8,500 is in play. Um, if I was taking shots on anybody else on the team, it might be Draymond, even in le- limited minutes. Um, I, I think Pedzemski is still playable too. Um, he's 6K. It's tougher for him to find 30-plus minutes in this spot with Draymond back, um, but I, I still think he does enough where he's playable at 6K. But no, nothing that I love between pods and, and Draymond. Steph is really really the only target here. Love the price for Steph. You know, this is the, the type of game where, you know, we see Steph Curry go out and shoot 12 threes, and if he can hit six to eight of those, he's crushing. You know, he's been way more aggressive 
Curry's better with Draymond on the floor. I mean, I'll say it. I'll keep saying it, you know? And, like, it's such an overlooked aspect of, like, how good Curry has been over the last few years, you know? So Draymond is going to get Curry open looks, and Curry's going to hit him. And you just hope that he hits enough where he hits the ceiling. I don't necessarily hate Clay. Clay's been way better on the road this season than at home. So odd. Um, usually it's backwards. But I think Curry and Clay are my two favorite plays here. With Draymond being back, I'm hesitant to play Sarge and Wiggins in these guys. I like the Kaminga role. If Kaminga can continue to get like 28 plus minutes at 5,500 against Utah, hard not to have some interest here in Jonathan Kaminga. Going back to the well here, I'm a boy marketing. I'm going to keep playing him. They're not going to raise his price. I'm just going to keep playing him. Um, absolutely love what marketing's been doing. 8,300 is a steal for a guy that has put up over 48 fantasy points in four of his last five games. Great matchup against Golden State. Love the Clarkson roll off the bench. Talk about it all the time. But I think this is a pay up for Lori marketing spot. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. 100% with you. I think marketing point per dollar is the best play on the slate. 8300 is way too cheap for this role. The Jazz rotation is a nightmare to figure out, but the one, two guys, I suppose, like marketing is the guy you feel best about getting the minutes. He should play between 28 and 32. Clarkson, another guy, I think you can feel pretty solid about him running out there for somewhere near 30. Um the rest of the rotation is a nightmare, but marking in, this is a fantastic spot for him. Love the price tag at 8,300. Love the ceiling in this matchup. Um, I do have small interest in guys like John Collins. Walker Kessler's price is down low enough. Um, talk about a guy who's been losing minutes. I mean, he's got a 14 and a 15 in his game log minutes-wise in the last couple. He played 15 in, or 25 in the last one, rather. He's down to 4,800 now. He's a good enough producer per minute. If he can find 24, 25 minutes in the spot, he could absolutely smash that price tag. Don't hate that call. Um, the minutes, like you said, are kind of all over the place. My problem with like a guy like Walker Kessler is like, does he get forced off the court in a game against Golden State, like size wise? You know, so that that's my only concern. Like, I think like in large field tournaments, you could take more shots on like a Kelly Olynyk in this spot. You know, just thinking about the matchup playing the matchup game and like both of them might not get the minutes in this game. It might be like a Fontecchio, you know, getting a few extra minutes, you know, the John Collins We've call. Seen, yeah. Collins. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like you never know when you're facing the warriors. Cause like the game sometimes just goes so small. That's why I love marketing. I'm going to play me some yeah. Lori marketing. Um, just wanted to hammer marketing home one more time. Um, like this game. Great game to finish the slate on. Really glad for what it's worth. Every once in a while, I'll be like, eh, we left games off the slate. I am ecstatic that we don't have to have this Portland-Brooklyn uh, game on the slate here. So, <laughs> fantastic job by the sites leaving this one off. Uh, they're like, Brooklyn-Portland. X. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll ship it off into Thursday, where we got double podcast Thursday. We got NBA 
Keith will be back. We'll be talking divisional round, some really good football games that we're going to be breaking down. Um, so glad I don't have to worry about Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. I, I've gotten them wrong all all year. All year I've got those two wrong. I got them wrong again last week. Stafford, my highest on quarterback. Cooper Cup, my highest on wide receiver. Um, you all know the rest of that story. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who's your cheapie today? This is a bit of a tough one before we get the news. Um, I do feel pretty good about Asar Thompson's role, though. With Livers gone out of the picture, I think Thompson should play 20-plus minutes, mid-20s. Um, 4,400. Don't love the matchup, but I think he can get there. I thought you were going to take my guy because we were breaking down the game, and I was like, oh, my gosh, he's talking about my guy. I'm not I'm not going to say anything else. He's talking about my guy. He's going to take him. Give me Cam Whitmore here chasing the ceiling. This kid has a lot of upside when he's on the floor. If he gets 25 minutes plus, I like the chances for 7X. And if he gets 15 minutes, he's a bust. But, I mean, that's tournament life for you. Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your bust today? I'm going to go Scotty Barnes here. Uh, just has not shown the same ceiling playing next to Quickly and Barrett as he showed in the be- beginning of the year. Has a really tough matchup against Miami here. I'm going to stay in that game. I know this guy is a guy that I talk about and I love playing, but give me Bam. Butler's back. Hero's healthy. I think Bam at 9K. The price is just high for Butler being on the floor. His usage goes down. His rebounding rate goes up a little bit, but I I think this is a spot. um, I'm going to take Bam as the guy I'm not going to play here. Favorite 6X play. Who do you got? I feel bad because I feel like I am taking your guy Marketing. on this one. Yeah. yeah, you were gushing yeah. over him. I promise I had it written down before <laughs> you started gushing over him. Uh, he's just he's in a smash spot for sure. Yeah, love marketing. I'm with you on that one. Yes, that's who I had written down. Uh, you sold me. You really you sold me on CJ McCollum. Um, so I'm gonna go with CJ McCollum. I like this game environment just in general. I still like Valanciunas in tournaments, but. You sold me on CJ. I think that this is a spot we could see CJ have like a 30 plus point actual game night. And if he's getting that type of point production, that's a that's a 45 to 50 fantasy point night on most nights for CJ McCollum. So you sold me on him. I really like the spot. You took my guys. So um, my other guy, I will say I love Donovan Mitchell today. I, I love Donovan Mitchell today. Um, let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got? So this is the spot that I had had Cam Whitmore in. Ha! Uh, tough, Got tough him. matchup against New York. I don't know that he's going to be that popular, but like you said, 15 minutes. It's hard to project him to play 26 minutes, but he's going to smash in 26 minutes, even even in a tough matchup. Um, I think he'll be lowish owned. Um, we'll we'll see what ownership looks like, but lo- love him regardless. Yeah, really good game environment just in general here. So uh, don't hate that one. I don't know. Okay. I wrote this guy down. It's so hard to project ownership for expensive players, but I'm, I wrote down Paulo, uh, 8,800 on Paulo here. Like you said, if people are game watching him, he's played four slow pace teams. Well, three out of four. OKC plays kind of fast, but four of the better defensive teams in the NBA here recently, you know, Minnesota number one team, Miami, I think is ninth. Um, the Thunder fourth and the Knicks 11th. So four teams in the top 11 in defensive rating in their last four games put up 64 fantasy points against Atlanta, 45 minutes against them 
the last time these two teams played a couple weeks ago. Love Paulo. We'll see what his ownership comes in at. I might be off of a off of you know kind of projecting his ownership here, but I think he's someone that's going to go overlooked on this slate. All right, let's go to a pick'em play or a player prop here on the morning grind game. What do you got for us today? First thing I opened up, just so you know how much I was in love with him too before you said it. Uh, I looked at Laurie Markinen's points prop sitting at 26 and a half. Uh, he's been over that in the last two games, 32 against Indy, 29 against the Lakers. He's just been playing really well lately. Uh, and like Golden State has just been brutal on the defensive end this year. I like Mar- marketing to get more than 26 and a half points. I bet his point rebound assist prop already too. It's at 37 and a half. So like his point rebound prop was 35 and a half. And I was like, I'll take the extra two for assists as well because he'll have games where he'll have two to five assists so i think you're getting some extra value if you're taking his point rebound assist prop as well like the point prop i'm gonna go to my boy valentunas valentunas's point rebound prop is at 22 and a half on the hard rock i haven't looked elsewhere yet but 22 and a half here for valentunas he's hit this in five of his last six games so like even with the minutes kind of all over the place Valanciunas has hit this in five of his last six games. So I think that this is a number we want to jump on here night before. I've already jumped on this one. I think that getting this one early before it changes is something we want to do. So Valanciunas over 22 and a half points and rebounds. Any money line against the spread um, type bets that you like here? Nothing that was jumping out crazy to me. Um, You said it was kind of surprising to see the jazz favored, but I, I do kind of like them to win this game. Um, not necessarily something I'm betting right now, if, but if that line happens to move towards golden state, just because of the public or something, I, I would jump on, on jazz like minus three or something like that. Uh, but nothing else really standing out to me. Yeah. I mean, I like the magic. I know I'm a magic fan, but I like the magic plus three and a half in this spot. Um, Atlanta is still kind of all over the place. The last time these two teams played Orlando one by seven, that game was in Orlando Atlanta ranks 27th in defensive rating. Orlando's third. And their defensive guys are back outside of Franz. So, like this spot for Orlando at plus three and a half. I think it's just you're getting road value on Orlando in this one. Like, this spread in Orlando is probably Orlando plus four and a half. So, you're getting – or minus four and a half. So, you're getting some value here on the Magic being on the road. Way better defensive team Orlando is than Atlanta – Atlanta, a better offensive team than Orlando. So I I think that this is a spot where defense wins, Paulo crushes, and we all are happy. Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Could be a really fun slate. We talked about a lot of spots that might be low-owned, like Paulo, if he comes in low-owned, if Valanchunas and McCollum are low-owned. like This could be one of my my favorite slates of the year because – I don't know, big big slate. Sometimes we see some weird ownership. Be looking looking forward to uh to seeing what that looks like. You get you know how you get bonus bets on sports books all the time. Um I, I did, however, take a bonus bet and Paulo Benchero triple double plus four thousand. So I will be rooting hard for a triple double <laughs> from Paulo. Like I, I feel like you know that number is really solid. You know, if you're in the, if you, you know, have one of those bonus bets sitting around. So I think it was like a $10 bonus bet that they gave me for like a single game parlay. So there you go. Uh, Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I think that'll do it. All right. We're going to get jump out of here. Like I said, two podcasts tomorrow. We got basketball and football. 
Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. We'll see you again tomorrow.